but they don't necessarily apply those same principles to the business side, which we do. So we teach them how to get repeatable results on their sales side of things using whatever it is that they are lacking. We will fill in those gaps. So we'll either work with them to teach them how to do what they need to do, or we will actually become their operations side for them and do a lot of the selling, a lot of the marketing, a lot of the operations and system setting up for them. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today at MJ Bulls, we are joined by Francesca Vavala, the co-founder and president of the sales joint. Francesca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dan. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you could join us. I mean, we work together on the podcast side, but this is the first time I really had a chance to really learn more about your business. And I got to tell you, I, I just feel like you guys are right at the forefront of a change in our industry. And in the early days of cannabis, I think business owners made the mistake of thinking that cannabis was sort of defied business law. Like they could be everything, they could do everything in house and they were going to get away with it. And then I, I, I think this, this idea finally, finally people are starting to realize that it doesn't make sense to do everything. You're not going to be the best at everything and you should really be focusing on what your strengths are. And what as one of the industry's leading sales team, the sales joint is helping companies through this transition. <laughs> and I think maybe that's a great place for us to start is maybe set the, set the stage for us. Francesco, what changed within our industry that finally prompted companies to, to rethink this, keep everything in-house mentality? It's a great point. I think that there's almost two kinds of cannabis businesses operating right now in the market. One are the large businesses, usually corporately owned or or thoroughly funded. They're larger, they're multi-state operators. And I feel like they've tried to keep things in-house because they had some trepidation around the actual product around cannabis. And so for a lot of reasons, they might have been a little apprehensive about working with quote unquote cannabis people. And then the other okay. kind of business that's in the market are the smaller growers, these legacy growers that were operating in the black market for a long time that had to transition into the legal market or even people that weren't in any market and they had to kind of open up and start their own cannabis business. And their issues are they're not well-funded. They they don't really know what they're doing. They try to do it all and they feel like they want to almost protect what they have because it's so precious or fragile. And so they don't want to reach out either. And everyone thinks they can do it themselves and do it the best. And the truth is that we need to have people working together because you need the cannabis experts and you need the business experts. And what's happened in the market is that we see more markets open. We see them, well, first we see them not have enough product. Then we see them having too much product. And so with a lot of those market <laughs> fluctuations, we realize that we hit a pain point that triggers somebody to need some action and that results in a reach out. Well, you mentioned the cultivators, and I think that's probably a great place for us to just take it from there is how do you help cultivators that, I mean, clearly their strength is in growing cannabis. It's probably not in 
making sales and you know yeah. their social media or their marketing. Walk us through how you can help the cultivators. There's so much that we can do for cultivators because you're right. These are, are typically farmers, um, people who love the plant or love to be outside and grow things. They don't have or want to have the business acumen behind their cannabis business. So we are that for them. I hate to use the C word with consultants, but we do consult with them and help them understand where the gaps are between where they are now and where they want their business to go. And usually there are many gaps, things like you said, social media, how to sell, it's operations, systems, processes, really understanding that you need to do the same things every time, which they get on the grow side, they can get predictable, repeatable results of product, but they don't necessarily apply those same principles to the business side, which we do. So we teach them how to get predictable, repeatable results on their sales side of things using whatever it is that they are lacking, we will fill in those gaps. So we'll either work with them to teach them how to do what they need to do, or we will actually become their operations side for them and do a lot of the selling, a lot of the marketing, a lot of the operations and systems setting up for them. So that's the biggest thing for cultivators is almost putting the business behind their cannabis business. And a lot of them are coming in with pieces of it, but the putting it all together doesn't naturally come to them. Oh, and, and then consistency and follow through, they're too busy for it or they don't have interest in it. So we can fill in all of those gaps. And yet you make a great point about they're too busy, but if they're spending a bunch of time doing this stuff that they don't even really like to do, they want to be out in the farm. And if they're having to spend time doing these things, they're not spending time where they need to be. Now, let's just fast forward and talk about dispensaries because dispensaries, similar situation. They're not going to be a jack of all trades. They're going to be really good at one thing. So how do we help them? Yes. A lot of times dispensaries are a little harder to help because they tend to be where a lot of the money flows in the easiest. So dispensaries can very easily believe their own hype for lack of a better way of putting it. They see that they are making money and it's going well, and then they just want to cruise. What they're not looking at is the market changes that are coming ahead and how they are set up to survive them. So whether that is competition moving in or product restrictions or regulation changes, there are things that they're not doing well. They love the branding side of things because who doesn't? That's the fun stuff. They want to put on the events and do all the sexy stuff. They don't necessarily have a customer retention and reactivation plan. They don't know how to manage their product inventory in a way that allows for repeat customers because they're always trying to get the new ones in. They've lost track of their existing customers and everyone in sales knows that keeping an existing customer is always cheaper than onboarding a new one. So we try to almost go in with some basic sales principles and then work with them to see, again, where are they now? Where do they need to be? And what are those roadblocks that we know are coming or that we can at least position them to 
to do well through in the, in their toughest parts. I want to say our best dispensary clients are people who are just starting their dispensary because you're not going in and trying to unlearn or, or reteach. You're going in fresh and mm-hmm. being able to say, this is how we do it. And then people that have had dispensaries that have hit this kind of low point or a, I want to say like a plateau, they felt the pain of not growing because if you're not growing, you're shrinking. So those are the yeah. two best when they've had those pain points. And another aspect that you probably bring is that having a vantage point can probably see some opportunities that are happening in other parts of the country or even in other regions that you can share with these dispensary owners that they may not see. Yes, absolutely. We were just talking to some people in New Mexico and everything we've learned in Oklahoma We have the cultivator who's so excited because there's no product on the market. Everybody's buying everything. I was like, honey, grow your exotics because guess what? Soon everybody's growing right now and is going to flood the market. You need the thing that other people aren't growing. You don't need the blue dream that everybody is growing. So there are these lessons that we can take and apply across markets for sure. Yeah. Well, I know you're not raising capital, but I know that you work with investors and accountants and attorneys. Maybe give us some some ideas of some of the ways that you're able to help those different professions navigate their way through this industry. Our clients are usually working to raise capital or are using capital that they've raised. We will work with investors that are going to invest in cannabis businesses. And the way we help people with that is we let them know that We've worked with successful businesses in cannabis, and we've seen ones that don't succeed. We know what the differences are between them. And so as an investor, if you want to recoup your investment faster, the best way to do that is to make sure the the company that you're investing in has a strong professional sales set up. And, you know, in that cultivation phase, that's really hard because they're pretty resistant to it, but they understand once they grow a lot, They're going to have to sell a lot. And that's an important piece of it. So we work with investors to help them recoup their money faster. We work with our clients to help them get the money from investors by showing that they can have as solid a plan as possible to go to market and make up an investment. I tell you what, it saves a lot of people a lot of time because if (laughs) they don't have to learn some of this stuff, it's it's got to make a huge, yeah, it's got to make a huge difference. I don't know phenotypes, but I know CRMs, you know, I I don't know (laughs) mediums, but I definitely know how to manage a customer pyramid. So we can all play to our strengths. That's great. That's, that's a great advice. Well, we're going to have all the sales joints information in the show notes. So just click the link if you want to learn more or speak to somebody from Francesca's team. I'm sure they'll be happy to help. And also check out their podcast, Infuse Cannabis Talk Show. It's a great podcast. I have to say, I'd love <laughs> their PodConnects network. So we love them. But if, even if they weren't, it's a great podcast and really check it out. And Francesca, this has been fun. I, I know we're going to do the, more of this in the future. So thanks for kicking off your first time on the MJ Bulls podcast. Thank you. Oh, it's an honor. Thank you so much, Dan. It was a great time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi. 
Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.